0: Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick Spencer. You always get all the answers. So
1: you hear the music, Colin, take it
0: away. Bing bang! It's time for the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Berzolini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome
2: into this June 23rd edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880 Spencer Dubuynik, Ferzelini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us This is Colin's last day before he goes on vacation there for, uh, what is it, nine ten days? 10-day vacation? Uh, If you count those uh, weekends, yeah if you count the weekends, but we'll be counting them next Sunday because we'll be working next Sunday and this Saturday, Sunday as well. I was about
3: so. to say, two of the days are uh, nothing but
2: flying. So, uh, Well, that's the worst. But you do get uh, free beverages of the adult variety on your uh, on your international true, so. flight. So, I'll be I enjoying know. that. You'll be enjoying that for sure. Uh, but while you're on vacation, we'll be, uh, at least this weekend, we'll be broadcasting the 10 to 12... Uh, your old baseball 10 or excuse me 10 to 12 little league all-star baseball area one tournament there it is at morgan county in berkeley springs uh you're familiar with uh that yeah you used to league play park. there at that uh, to...
3: complex whenever i was a kid wasn't good at baseball but Con, still played there
1: don't sell yourself short yeah you dominated the little league
3: no i was the worst i'll be completely <laughs> i was horrible at baseball
1: all right, well, we will be broadcasting you know Spencer Dupuy like he was in swimming.
3: No, yeah. I did not beat Michael Phelps. No,
2: what about in sure you didn't beat Barry Bonds at a home run contest? Nah,
3: I came close.
2: <laughs> All right, well, we'll have that uh, Area 1 tournament. It's at Morgan County. Uh, Friday night, we'll have – that's tomorrow night – we'll have uh, – At 7 p.m., I believe a 6.45-ish, maybe 6.50-ish pregame show uh, between the Morgan County 10- to 12-year-old All-Stars and the Martinsburg Little League All-Stars. That will be game one. Uh, Then on Saturday, we will have um, two for you. The winner of that first game will play later on on Saturday, 7.30 p.m., against Hedgesville. All-Stars. And then this 5 p.m. matchup will be South Berkeley versus Jefferson. Um, And then on Sunday, there will be the loser's bracket first game, which will have – let me see this right. So it will be the loser of tomorrow night's game against the loser of the first game on Saturday. And then uh, Sunday will be the winner of the – first two winners bracket games and that winner will advance to the district or will advance to district tournament as the area one champion and then on monday night it will be the losers bracket uh game tuesday night will be the losers bracket final they will advance as the area one runner up to the district tournament
3: should be a good one We've got to see how uh, jefferson looks as uh, they were the state champions last year there in that uh age group but again Ages always change, so it'll be new players, uh, some returning, but still should be a good team there for them and see how it uh, fares there in Morgan County. I'll try to tune in if I can. But
2: You don't need to tune in, sir. We'll You're see. on vacation.
3: I still got to stay updated, though, for uh, district and
2: state. That you will, because during... One of those tournaments, Nick, or during districts, I think Nick will be on vacation. So, so. Uh, you got to get that through as well, so you got to know what you're talking about. At least, either that or you're going to be spending hours when you come back. Or what you do, you ju- you get in-flight Wi-Fi? Uh, I think you have to pay for it. Oh, well, if you got free in-flight Wi-Fi like you do your adult beverages, you know, you do right there, you just watch all the games when you're coming back on your Sunday flight there on July 3rd. Yeah. That would be a a key there uh, but it should be a good one again we'll have for you the area tournament the district tournament and the district tournament I believe will be at Oatesdale Park and then the state tournament as well will be at Oatesdale Park we'll have the local uh, teams for that uh, but it should be a, ne- a good uh, next what is it I guess a-, a month or so a little under a month because the uh, district tournament will be I believe July 5th 6th and 7th if I'm correct And then the state tournament will be, uh, I believe, somewhere around the 15th through the 19th. I could be off on the dates. I don't have them directly in front of me. But uh, the next three weeks or so will be a lot of Little League Baseball here on Talk Radio WR on our TV 10 and on our YouTube page. Uh, Looking forward to it, looking at the rosters, see a lot of uh, some familiar last names on there, some from last year, uh, some that kind of look like they got the same last names as some uh, high school players are in this area.
1: Yeah, and I think it will be uh, fun to see, obviously, the younger talent in uh, Berkeley County and Jefferson County, and uh, how they're able to play at this level. And then we'll see them, you know, when they get to the co- or high school level, not the college level, but when they get to the high school level as well. And uh, kind of the competition starts now among those those groups.
3: Maybe we'll uh, get to see somebody try to match the uh, surf gear show that we had last year and uh, his capabilities there. Yeah, at the plate with uh, his long home runs. Trying you know, to remember, there is he'll somebody be too else old on, now not to be, but uh, yeah,
2: there's somebody on Jefferson last year that was also the Jefferson Little League that also hit some dingers. Lowry, Lowry, and he, I believe Mason Lowry, same kid. He's back on the team this year, so he may be that guy there for the Jefferson Little League All Stars. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, we'll get some local, uh, other local news here. Uh, Mason Kidwell, a Shepherd graduate who is also a Washington High School graduate uh, who had qualified for the NCAA Division II tournament, uh, the national tournament there, leads as of, I guess this was as of last night. I don't know if he's uh, started today, if he's teed off yet, but for the uh, West Virginia Open Championship, he leads the tournament there. That's held at Stonewall Jackson Resort with a 5-under 67 on day one. Um, so best of luck to him in day two, and uh, might have to get him on the show next week.
1: Yeah, it could be an interesting guess.
2: And uh, other, look, uh, let me see who else. There's some other names here. Uh, Christian Boyd, a ch- uh, Washington graduate as well, a Marshall golfer. Uh, he is tied for 10th along with uh, Jared Shank after both shot opening rounds of even pars yesterday. So a lot of Eastern Panhandle uh, in there as well. So we'll have to tune into this, uh, see uh, where the results are. But there's uh, a lot of Eastern Panhandle rep in there. So best of luck to all those involved, and uh, it should be a good time there at the West Virginia Open. And uh, as we talked about yesterday, um, Hedgesville current football coach will still be the football coach uh, matt faircloth been named the head with girls basketball coach there and uh, he'll be on the show tomorrow at 12 30 not only to discuss his new position there that he takes over the girls basketball program but he'll also talk about the summer program there for hedgesville didn't he wasn't at the their team wasn't at the seven on sevens there at martinsburg so uh we'll get to talk to him kind of the same questions that you guys asked last week to the coaches as well
1: yeah looking forward to that uh coach faircloth i think this year has probably some high expectations for his team after some of the uh, bright spots they showed throughout last year, especially as the season got on or went on. Uh, that Hedgesville team seemed to get a lot better and uh, were pretty competitive there toward the end of the season. So i um, excited about football season and this is definitely a uh, interesting new challenge for him, I think, as the girls basketball coach as well. So should be a good interview
2: definitely and uh piece of news that we i guess kind of slipped through the cracks here uh towards the end of the weekend martinsburg native vicki bullet she joined another hall of fame on sunday uh, she was named to the first washington mystics hall of fame uh so congratulations to her i know she's been uh she does a lot of youth camps and stuff and i believe she's been on the eastern Panhandle talk a few times is that correct? yeah she's yeah. with
3: a uh, boys and girls club now here in the eastern panhandle as a basketball camp i think uh Either going on right now, the first one, are coming up, I'd have to uh, double-check. But she is a great part of this uh, community, a legend uh, in women's basketball. They're in the WNBA as well as the uh, Olympics and at uh, Maryland as well. So congratulations to her. Very uh, deserving.
2: Congratulations to her. And that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number 1 by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on the other side of this break and uh, be a draft tonight. We'll talk a little bit about that. Where are the Wizards going with their first pick after this two-minute break? You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10.
0: What do you get
4: when the longest, hardest, widest runway in the state of West Virginia is asked to host the 250th birthday of Berkeley County? A a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness an afternoon of fun, music, and finish with the largest fireworks show worthy of a 250-year-old. Visit Eastern West Virginia Regional Airport on Sunday, July 3rd with gates opening at 2.50 p.m., of course. We'll have food trucks, libation, and something for all ages as we celebrate Berkeley 250. Go to
3: berkeleywv250.com and click on events to get the full lineup of fun.
5: At Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths, we ensure your home is both beautiful and functional. We've been taking care of our
0: neighbors for over 25 years. We specialize in kitchen and bathroom remodeling from start to finish, from design until installation. Whether it's countertops, cabinets, backsplashes, or full baths, we've got you covered.
1: Custom work done with care. We are Mountaineer Kitchens and
2: Baths.
0: you're tuned in to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on talk radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 and TV 10
2: welcome back to the sports mix here on talk radio WRNR and TV 10 Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzolini Colin McLaughlin happy to have you with us here on this Thursday June 23rd. Uh, NBA draft tonight uh, takes center stage uh, and a lot going on here. We'll talk about the Wizards, what they're looking at to pick, uh, but a uh, lot of changing here in the last couple weeks. You know, there's kind of those, those three guys there that are top-tier players that are going to go one, two, and three, but now the projections have changed yet again, Nick. Yeah, it looks
1: like potentially Jabari Smith is going to be the number one pick. Uh, that seems to be... What Woj is reporting and uh, Then he expects it to be um, Chet Holmgren Yeah, Chet after him and then uh, Now I'm forgetting the other uh, Paulo Manchero, uh With the third pick, the Duke product There, that's kind of the predicted uh, one, two, three. but I still think it could go In any of those three directions uh, The Magic haven't announced I don't believe yet who they're taking So, um, you know, I'm I think all three of those guys are pretty much dead even, and it just kind of depends on what you're looking for for your team. I think Smith and Paulo are more similar players, but even Holmgren shows the ability to shoot from the outside uh, as a seven-footer, but is more of that potential center. I mean, right now he's a power forward. He needs to bulk up a little bit before I think he can play the five, but uh, I think all three of them have their talent. And it just kind of depends on what you're looking for with that pick.
3: Yeah, I think Woes is a uh, trustworthy source in this case for uh, how it's going to go there in one, two, three, And I think it'll go like that, as he says, unlike what uh, we had there during the NFL draft uh, a couple months ago when nobody really knew what order it was going to go there at the start. I think the NBA and what Woes is saying there in uh, – Smith followed by Holmgren and then uh, Bonchero will go one two three. So the question, I guess, uh, even though I won't be that interested because I'm pretty sure Boston doesn't have a uh, first round pick here this year, is locally who will the Wizards go with at a uh, number ten?
2: I'm thinking Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin. I think he's got a good uh, good chance to go there for the Wizards. Um, they're just they're trying to obviously. Every year, I feel like we say this, Wizards trying to rebuild. But, uh, you know, they're just trying to build. Not necessarily rebuild at this point. They're just trying to build. I feel like they they did well last year in the draft. And I think they need to do well this year in the draft. And maybe in the next three or four years, they'd be contenders.
1: Yeah, they've done well in the uh, previous few drafts. You know, they were able to select Rui uh, and Corey Kispert last year. So, you know, Tommy Shepard has drafted well. I don't think that's an issue for this organization. I think it's going to come down to, you know, if they're able to acquire any players in free agency that can actually make a a big impact for this team. And, you know, I think a lot of their pick tonight will have to do with what they think Bradley Beal is going to do. But either way, I think they're going with a guard. If it's more of a scoring shooting guard or a point guard will kind of, I think, go off of Beal. You mentioned Davis could be that pick. I think you're looking at guys who will be there in that nine to fifteen range, at least projected. To Could you be there. see him
3: maybe trade up?
1: Uh, I don't think so because they'd have to probably give up one of their younger pieces, and I think they like you know Kispert, they like Kuzma, they like uh, Rui. So whoa, I
2: don't,
3: I
1: don't
2: see a trade up. We
3: just got breaking news for NCAA.
2: Whoa, yeah, I just saw that as well. Uh, you want to? Do you want to say it, Colin? I mean, it's. I
3: mean. Uh, didn't expect this. Arch Manning uh, is choosing to go to Texas.
2: Over Georgia and Alabama. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of around the time your class of 2023s start to commit, especially those number one guys, you know, the top-tier talent there in the in the class, they kind of are starting to commit. But I, I don't know. That's interesting. That kind of changes the whole uh, – look of what the sec is going to be like next year
3: i mean he added down to georgia alabama lsu clemson and uh virginia surprisingly was in that there according to yeah, no, uh,
2: virginia was that kind of that, odd school, that here
3: it. but he's choosing uh texas who as we know will be uh, moving to the sec soon so
2: yeah we'll talk we'll about that later see. we can throw that in later but let's get back to the nba draft here uh, Nick, what were you talking about?
1: I was talking about the potential guys yeah. they could pick. I think A.J. Griffin from Duke is a possibility. Uh, you mentioned Davis from Wisconsin. I, a guy I like and I think I want the Wizards to get would be Shaden Sharp, the 6'6 forward guard from Kentucky. Uh, a lot of hype around him. and he's, he, he's either a guy that's going to go – in that range, or he could even see himself jump up into that, you know, top five, top six range. So
2: Yeah, according to the NBA.com NBA TV mock draft, they've got him going at number eight to the Pelicans.
1: I see him in a few different mocks, you know, from anywhere from, you know, eight to 15-ish So He's right I, in that range. I think, you know, that could be a good pick for them, but we'll see. Uh, I think, like I said, that pick could – have a lot to do with maybe what they're going to do with Bradley Beal, and I don't know exactly if they can trade Beal now. I, I think they could agree to a tra- sign and trade now potentially. Uh, because I haven't really
2: heard anything about that, like yeah. about Bradley Beal here since Monday. Yeah,
1: and I don't know if they they know that he's coming back or what. But as we know, like the NBA draft is weird with how the trades go down, and they're not completed until the league year starts or restarts. Uh, which is kinda after that free agency period. So I think they could agree to a trade tonight, but if the if that's the direction they're going to go. But I don't I don't know if Beale's gonna get
2: dealt or what's gonna well, happen with him. I don't I did I'm seeing this on NBC Sports, not NBC Sports Washington. This was published last night at five o four PM by Dan Feldman. Uh says he has appeared that he is declining his million player option and enter unrestricted free agency. A source has told hoops hype that was last night. So that's kind of, it's words kind of, it's been really mum lately. And uh, now it's official on one part or per another source, but obviously he still has that player, that player max or that, that max player contract that could potentially be there on the table for him.
1: Yeah. There's no way he accepts the player option, but uh, he will be a free agent. It just depends if he wants to come back to Washington or
2: not. That'll all be kind of crazy where things go with that, and we'll be keeping track of that next week because the 30th, uh, what is that, next Thursday at 6 p.m., I believe, is when you can start uh, talking and signing free agent deals. Hey, well, a agreeing. Tra- agreeing, yeah. Because uh, as we know, nothing's
1: yeah. official until, until you
2: sign the dotted line. Yeah. Uh, Talk about a trade last night that went down. The Portland Trailblazers are acquiring Jamari Grant from the Pistons for a protected 2025 first-round pick. Kind of came out of nowhere, but it's not a a pick for this year. It's a pick for three years down the line.
1: Yeah, that's a solid acquisition. Grant has been a uh, pretty good player for the Pistons. Kind of similar to that trade we saw uh, Wood from the Rockets being sent to Dallas. Um, another player that's not on a great team, but has shined in his role on that team. Uh, so can he sh- still continue to do that? We'll we'll have to wait and see. But a uh, very decent player, good contributor for either your starting lineup or maybe even in a six-man role.
3: I don't know much uh, in my head right now about NBA Wiser. My thoughts are still just on that uh, breaking news that we just had there with Arch Manning. I'm kind of. Still in shock that he's choosing uh, Texas, because in my mind, what's really that attractive about the Texas football program right now? I know it's a very historic program, but looking at it right now, other than, I guess, going to the SEC, what is really attractive about them? It is a struggling program.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe he could be the guy to boost that program. And you also got to see what, uh, maybe here in the next couple days, Weeks you see what potential NLI stuff he could get.
3: Oh, he'll be getting.
2: Oh, he'll be getting a lot. But yeah. maybe you see that come out, and then maybe this is kind of how the future of recruiting goes. You commit a year before you're going to graduate in the summer, and then they tell you what you kind of sign those deals or you pre-agree to those deals. Which I don't know. Can you do that? I don't even know if you I can have do no
3: that. the rules are. I don't
2: know if you can do that being under 18. Because I'm assuming Arch Manning is getting ready to turn 18 if not will in the next six months, seven months before he graduates high school. Uh, So maybe you have to, I don't know how that works. That's something that we'll have to see. I don't have the documents on NLI, but I would presume you have to be 18 before you can sign a deal. Right? That, That only makes sense. I don't know. Uh, we'll stay with basketball, but we'll turn our attention to the basketball tournament. It returns this year to Charleston for another regional, and uh, the brackets came out la- yesterday during the show. I believe they did a bracket reveal show starting at noon yesterday. It'll be July twenty fourth to twenty seventh there at the uh, uh, what did they change the name there? The uh, Charleston Civic Center and Coliseum, or Charleston Coliseum and, C- and the Convention Center, I believe is the name there where the uh, where the state tournaments held there for basketball uh best virginia the west virginia alumni team gets the first seed um the heard that the marshall alumni team gets the fourth seed uh so best virginia will play the number eight seed july 24th at 7 p.m on espn 2 um that's virginia dream i believe that is a uva alumni team um and uh marshall or excuse me the herd that will play founding fathers and that looks like a jmu alumni team and that'll be pretty cool because it's new sunbelt kind of rivalry that could start there at the tbt even though none of these players played in the sunbelt nick
1: yeah uh i saw jim or going to be playing as well
3: so yeah i saw that he's uh coming back i i like the tbt it's a uh enjoyable tournament to watch see some uh old guys that were stars for uh, teams like West Virginia, Marshall as well, Xavier, and uh, Boheim's Army there in Syracuse. And the Money team, I think, is who uh, Jimmer just signed with, which is Floyd Mayweather's team. So it has a lot of talent of guys that in college were stars. So they still uh, know how to play, and it's fun watching that.
2: Yeah. So the, uh, all the teams that will be at that regional best Virginia, the West Virginia alumni team heard that the Marshall alumni team, the bucket nears the ETSU alumni team, Woco Showtime, the Walford alumni team founding fathers, JMU alumni team, war ready, the Auburn alumni team fully loaded and Virginia dream. I guess Virginia dream is not a UVA alumni team. It may be like Virginia tech and UVA guys. Uh, Maybe I'm totally wrong on that. You got some guys. You got a guy from VCU, Radford, it just could Bluefield be field College. Of yeah, uh, guys that are from Virginia. I, I'm presuming
3: because I know uh, Best Virginia is not solely a uh, WVU alum team. Marshall anymore. Marshall
2: isn't either. They heard that team. Uh, Nick, did you see who's on that roster? I saw they added a uh, WKU. Yeah, Justin Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, I kind of but
1: thought they that have was had there's only a certain amount of players you need to think consider yourself a four or five alumni team I it's, think it's yeah. four or five so heard that in w or best virginia are still considered alumni teams i believe they just pick up other players to fill out the mm-hmm. rest of their roster but i think heard that needs to add like jared west he's been balling in uh
2: well he's probably playing, he playing right now, right now? Over somewhere overseas, <laughs> Derek. Uh, it looks like Derek Cook. Who's I think the his Miami's season though continues
1: there. until like August or something. Yeah,
2: he's got. I think they got a different season there than the, the league that John Elmore plays in. Um you have any uh, contacts potentially on Best Virginia Maybe we can try and get some? I mean, I can try to get John Elmore try. on the show here yeah. at some point, like we did last year. We had him on the show. Could ask
3: around. I don't have any. This yeah. is Ott Elmore's last ride.
2: That it is. That is very true. Could it be fixed.
3: Uh, for heard that.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You never know. The TBT, I don't know. TBT and heard that seem to be very TBT's tight. TBT's been over waiting the last...
3: to have the West Virginia matchup, so hopefully that does happen. Like there the I round believe too. I,
2: I believe it can happen in the second round it if can. both teams win, which is going to be interesting. And I bet you see a lot of people going there, flocking to the Charleston Coliseum. But, oh, that'd be a fun matchup. Uh, we'll talk about that more as it gets closer. I believe it is July 24th to 27th. Yep. Starts there on a Sunday, so I guess we'll have to talk about it on the Friday the 22nd. Uh, but that would be pretty cool to uh, to kind of see what happens mm-hmm. there. Uh, but, again, we'll keep in co- We'll keep uh, updated on that as well. Uh, but we'll take a, a step aside for another break. Segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding. Outdoor living. It is family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. You can go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break... Uh, We'll talk NFL fallout from the Snyder for the commander's hearings. Roger Goodell spoke yesterday. Uh, We'll hear a special report from uh, CBS News. Uh, John Stolness. he uh, was there on site for that. He has about a minute and a half report we will air for you here. After this two-minute break, you're tuning in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10.
4: WVU Medicine is pleased to announce the addition of more healthcare services and physicians at the Shepherdstown Medical Office Building. All of this is right in your backyard. Cardiology, pediatrics and primary care, behavioral medicine and psychiatry, orthopedics and sports medicine, podiatry and foot ankle surgery, Center for Diabetes and Metabolic Health, endocrinology, as well as two departments of Berkeley Medical Center, lab services and x-ray services. Make an appointment today for WVU Medicine Shepherdstown at wvumedicine.org.
1: the excitement of little league baseball is rounding third and we're set to bring you all the action join us for the area district and state tournament on talk radio wrnr and tv 10 this one poked out to deep
2: right center field and that one is out of here for a home run that one is solo shot for Aiden Horowitz, and that will put it at twelve to two. The area
1: tournament begins June 24th through the 28th. Districts are July 5th through the 6th, and states
0: are the 15th through the 17th. Now back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
2: Welcome back into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Winnick-Verselini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here. Uh, we talked a little bit about it yesterday during the show because it did start at 11 a.m., but it kept going until eh, 1, 145, I'd say-ish. Uh, the Congressional Oversight Committee hearing uh, that involved testimony from NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell uh, and with the absent uh, invitee of Dan Snyder, who parked his boat, his, his luxury yacht in some resort town in France because he, quote, had business over there. And I quote, so uh, we'll get into that here as uh, a lot to break down from that. A lot of it. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. It's politics. So the people that don't want to talk about it, they're just going to bring up whatever the heck they want to bring up. Uh, And there's a lot of stuff brought up. um, But uh, John Stolness of uh, CBS News has a report that was on uh, the America in the Morning this morning. Uh, That was airs, I believe, five to six prior to Rob's news. So we'll hear that here about a minute and a half report.
5: Democrats on the House Oversight Committee are looking for answers and accountability for Commander's owner Daniel Snyder for what they say is a workplace culture rampant with sexual misconduct and harassment of female employees. Not only that, Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney accused Snyder of trying to discredit accusers by conducting a shadow investigation of his own. To target his accusers, pin the blame on others. And influence the NFL's own internal review. Snyder was invited to testify, but... Rather than show up and take responsibility for his actions... He chose to skip town. In a statement, Snyder's lawyers say he had business overseas and was concerned about due process. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell was there and he said things are different now. The workplace at the commanders
3: today bears no resemblance to the workplace that has been described to this committee.
5: Last year, the NFL launched its own investigation into the commander's workplace and pushed back against complaints that he didn't do enough to punish Snyder.
2: Dan Snyder has been held accountable. He faced uh, unprecedented discipline, including financial fines, uh,
3: being removed and away from the team.
5: The NFL's report on the commanders was never made public to the chagrin of lawyers who represent more than 40 former team employees. One former employee, Tiffany Johnston, told the committee Snyder groped her at a team dinner and tried to force her into his limousine. The league launched a new investigation on the heels of that accusation.
2: John Stolness, Washington. There's John Stolnes there from CBS News. There's a lot to talk about in there. Uh, one thing is, so they, they submitted the patina, or excuse me, subpoena, not patina. I don't know what that was saying there. Uh, but they submitted the subpoena for Dan Snyder to speak next week at the, another hearing. Well, some things that I've heard in the past, uh, I guess, 23, 24 hours uh, about all of this is that, well, he's in France. So, he's kind of it's not a criminal subpoena it's a you know because there's no criminal charges being filed so they can't extradite him as you would say as if it was a criminal charge you could go they could go right there work with the france government uh but i believe he's docked near so i don't know if that means he's docked in international waters because that could change all of it if he's docked in international waters uh but there's a lot of kind of areas to this but
3: oh he knows how to play the game he knows how to play the game he also his
2: attorneys or lawyers whatever they also said that this was all an act that uh because they did set up a seat for him and everything there yesterday with a name tag so they knew what they were going to do prior to the hearing uh and the lawyers are mad that they didn't do it beforehand but because now this gives them the extra step of hearing Roger Goodell without Dan Snyder there.
3: Well, then he should have showed up in the first place, and that wouldn't be an issue.
2: He should have showed up in the first place, but will he? Probably never. And uh, since he's kind of hands-off now, he runs none of the day-to-day operations. He does. Well, I'm saying hypothetically, because that's the, the what the NFL decided was the punishment. Uh, and from things that I've been hearing, he can hypothetically uh, stay there until the next, through the next elections, when Congress can turn over and it'll all be Republicans potentially. So then they don't want to go forward with it. So then it just won't matter anymore. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of hoopla on this. Uh, If you, uh, if you on Twitter and you want to hear breakdowns about this, um, I believe uh, what's, what's his name? Uh, Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times Dispatch has been breaking down all the kind of public files that have come out on his Twitter. So a lot of, a lot of stuff to go through. Whether it's the briefings or just so a lot of stuff. And uh, I guess at one point Dan Snyder wanted to pour. Uh, there's a sour milk story. He wanted to um, pour sour milk under the seat of Mark Lerner.
3: It's just some weird stuff and very toxic environment there in Washington back then. And as you heard of Roger Goodell say, it's not like that now, but that doesn't forgive the past. And I agree that due to the past, Dan Snyder needs to be held accountable. And whether you agree or not, if uh, what the NFL has done has actually held him accountable or not, if you don't, you think more needs to be done, and I'll put my opinion out there. That's what I think needs to be done is that more needs to be done, and hopefully eventually at least to him having to sell the team.
2: Yeah, and we know that the, what kind of one main thing that we learned more about is these shadow investigations. Basically, he hired people to go to these houses and investigate them for any little illegal thing they did while they were at work to kind of scare them away from doing anything. Um, and then we did find out that the, I don't know how long it's been, but the NFL has made non-disclosure agreements illegal for clubs to have with employees that are not players. I mean, like, you know, you obviously you can't Mm -hmm. talk about the playbook kind of thing, but, uh, so that we found out. And then he was asked point blank, uh, by some Congresswoman, I can't remember her name or where she was from, uh, Remove. why won't you remove Dan Snyder as owner of the Commanders? And he said, quote, I don't have the authority to remove him, end quote. Which is kind of interesting. Well, I mean, it's not What, happened, wrong. what happened with the NBA and Don Sterling or whatever his name is?
3: Wasn't that they had to, all the still, owners I think, had to, vote, had the right? owners have to Yeah, just like in the NFL, all the owners would have to remove Snyder. Because he's not in
2: control of the owners. The yeah. owners are
3: in
1: control of him.
2: Technically, yes. And then one guy was a, a Republican, Brian Donalds of Florida, uh, representative. He he said, "Me personally, I'm a Cowboys fan. So if the product of the Commanders is not good on the field, that's great for me personally." So he didn't even want to do anything about it.
3: Yeah, it was some funny stuff from him.
2: There is just a lot in there. And one thing that I want to personally that I want to say that doesn't make any sense. And because Roger Goodell had to take an oath before he spoke. And this is kind of mind-boggling to me. So if you're a person that follows Barstool Sports at all or anything, uh, he was asked by, I believe, someone from Ohio. And in it, he said, why, the congressman from Ohio said, why did you ban Dave Portnoy from NFL events? He came to the White House and he interviewed uh, the president in the White House, but He's kind of runs a sports blog. It's called Barstool Sports. Why why aren't you allowing him at NFL games? And he goes, I don't know who that is. How does he not know who Dave Portnoy is? Oh, he knows. He Dave Portnoy won an auction to sit with him in his chair during the twenty twenty season at his home to watch a Monday night football game. Uh he wore those clown he sold those clown shirts with Roger Goodell's face on it. Uh, they got escorted out of the Super Bowl media day. That's just three things. How do you not know who that is? Yeah, and they and did it. They did like a lock-in in the NFL headquarters. The and they NFL got arrested.
3: headquarters during uh, Deflategate, along with those uh clown shirts that you mentioned with Roger Goodell's face on it, which they also gave towels out to, I believe. I think it was like 70,000 fans had it. There during the uh, New England Patriots-Kansas uh, City Chiefs AFC Championship game there. So it, it does seem like uh, Roger Goodell was definitely lying in the fact that he does not know who Dave I don't Dave think he Portnoy said he is. didn't know who
1: he was. I think he said he didn't know of that situation.
3: He later was asked, though, uh, I didn't about I didn't it as see well. It, it, it went obviously. on other than that question. He said, I, I don't know yeah. who that is.
2: Um do we know He's for not a aware fact that quote not aware of Dave Portnoy being banned, which is crazy. Do we
1: know for a fact that he is banned? Or is that just something that he claims? I believe no, he, he was banned
3: because it. after he was taken out of the uh Super Bowl, I believe
1: What did he do to get removed from the Super Bowl? They I don't tried know off the they, top of my head what it was. I don't
2: remember. It was something kind of dumb, something kind of Barstool sports esque.
1: Yeah. I mean I mean I don't know much about this situation, but I don't know what that has to do with the commanders.
2: He quote That's this is the quote from well. him. Uh he said quote Congressman, I'm not familiar with that issue. I'm happy to check with my staff, but I'm not aware of that, end quote.
1: I mean I I don't know. I mean they'd have to
2: how did they prove He doesn't that he's know anything about the topic situation. and he said, quote, I don't, sir, end quote. So he says he doesn't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just
3: it was a weird day. It was and definitely a very weird day. Why that was brought day. up, I don't know.
2: Well, again, because right. he's a Republican and they didn't want to talk about any of this. So, But uh, it's just a whole thing. Like, uh, if Dan Snyder actually appears, which it doesn't, think, it doesn't appear like he will because it's, uh, his lawyers, again, as I just mentioned, are well, the saying this is kind of already, like, they did this as a show.
1: They, what can, were saying
2: that? they can force him to come, right? I don't know, because it's not criminal. I mean, they subpoena him, which
3: is supposed to do that. But at the same time, he's able to fight it. I don't really know the details on how he can fight it, and how hard it could be if successful. But
2: I mean, he fights everything. He's he's fought everything. You you've only heard him talk a few times ever. One of those times he said Happy Thanksgiving when they hired Ron Rivera. That was with the beginning of twenty twenty, and then. When they changed the name, he talked for a little bit, but then Tanya did most of the talking because Dan Snyder's just socially awkward, it appears.
3: Well, he, yeah, he doesn't talk in uh, public settings that much. That's why I also want to look forward to hopefully seeing him there in front of Congress to see
2: how he does. Yeah. Uh, turn the page now. We'll get to some sad news. Uh, NFL, Ex-NFL defensive tackle and ex-Fox Sports sideline analyst Tony Saragusa dies at 55 yesterday. The goose... Uh, tragic loss again for that Ravens uh, fan base and community. It's Twice now in the last, I think it was. I guess it was reported all in one day. Yesterday we talked about the loss of uh, uh, of Jaden Ferguson, Jaylen or Jaylen Ferguson. Jalen, Jalen Ferguson. Excuse Sack me. So uh, two losses there for that Ravens fan base in the in a 24 hour span. Just very sad.
1: Yeah, and Tony Saragusa is just a legend in terms of. The NFL, I think everybody knows who he is. is just a great uh, personality when he played and when he was with Fox for numerous years. So, uh, yeah, very sad day uh, to hear the news of Ferguson dying. And then just a few hours later, you hear about Saragusa passing as well. And, uh, you know, I mean, those are two guys that are different people and, and different Ravens, but it's just like, wow. I mean, the whole day is just you know, terrible deaths and terrible news. So a uh, very sad day, very sad to hear that's, that passing. I didn't see Saragusa play, or at least don't remember seeing him play, but, uh, you know, know, know about him. And, you know, if you've ever seen the Ravens hard knocks, one of the funniest guys uh, I think in NFL history, just like some of the pranks he would pull on, he locks uh, Shannon Sharp in the tight ends in their practice room <laughs> Just, like, <laughs> funny stuff like that. Just a hilarious person and uh, very sad to hear that news.
2: Definitely very sad. And we can get back to the news here just to talk a little bit more about uh, the number one player in the class of 2023, the uh, nephew, I believe, of, of Eli and Peyton Manning, Arch Manning. He has made his commitment. The number one player in the class of 2023 commits to Texas, He choosing the Longhorns over Georgia and Alabama, which, again, Texas going to the SEC that could change the landscape of the SEC for years to come
3: have to wait and see apparently I don't know the uh, name of the kid but Alabama did just uh, sign a different five star uh, quarterback recruit so that could be the reason why uh, Arch Manning decided not really to go to Alabama but Georgia, LSU, other uh, big name SEC schools it's surprising that he in my mind chose texas over uh them but we'll have to wait and see what the recruiting classes are like for texas they still have uh the past and everything to attract uh kids into that program so
1: yeah i think too steve sarkeesian has to have a little bit of hype around him he was with alabama in 2019 2020 uh he hasn't had a ton of success as a head coach but Um, a guy that's coached quarterbacks for numerous years you know he coached uh, Carson Palmer at USC uh, coached with the Raiders for a little bit Um, had a little bit of success at Washington so we'll see what he can bring to Texas only in his second year at that program but uh, this is obviously a big get and uh, could be what brings Texas back
2: it really could be, and that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online or the Axle Auto app. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap up today's edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, the O's beat the Nats last night in a rain-shortened game. There in six innings and a cycle in six inning, five innings, I guess was that's pretty crazy. Uh, and then the A's uh, win it in overtime, take the uh, advantage back. They could potentially win tomorrow night. We'll talk about that when we wrap things up on the Sports Mix after this two-minute break.
4: Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. and We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axel Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car, signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford.
0: Prime is on the rise. Shield yourself with a new Smith & Wesson MP2.0 Shield Plus, chambered in 13 rounds of 9mm. Saturday, July 2nd, Valley Guns 2 is having their 7th annual sidewalk sale, featuring a wide selection of sale prices on Smith & Wesson handguns and MP15 rifles, like the MP Shield 2.0 Plus or the Model 642 and 442 revolvers, and MP15 tactical chambered in 5.56. It's the 7th annual sidewalk sale at Valley Guns 2, Exit 5 off I-81 in Wood, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com.
2: Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for March 23rd, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy, you can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Dupu, Nick Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here to wrap things up on this Thursday edition of the Sports Mix Uh Nats and O's went at it again last night for the second of two in Baltimore, the second of four total games this season. The other will be, I believe, in September at Nationals Park. Uh, series now at 1-1 one and one on the season. Nats got the victory there on Tuesday night, but Wednesday night went to the Orioles in a rained-shortened game that was, I guess, delayed twice, and then when you get in the sixth inning, I believe that's when MLB games can become official. Um And it did with a 7-0 victory for the Orioles. Uh, They got one in the first, two in the third, and four in the sixth. And uh, Tyler Wells got the victory. Corbin got the loss. Uh, Vespi got the save. Um, Obviously, Patrick Corbin, just not a great pitcher this year. Seven hits, three runs, three earned, one walk, six strikeouts. I believe he had like four strikeouts in the first first two innings. Uh, But Orioles get the victory there. And uh, they're, what did you say? They're 25 and 25 in their last 50 games? Yep. They're 31 and 39 on the season. That's 25 and 47. Uh, Nats will have a day off before a three game set at Texas. And then they'll be home against Pittsburgh next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday with a day off on Thursday. Uh, what have the O's got going on? Are they off today?
1: Well, I have no idea. I don't know. But uh, Austin Hayes, you know. The sixth Oriole to hit for the cycle, and no, a guy that at was Chicago tonight. Sorry. A guy that was struggling a little bit, um, you know, over the past few weeks. So
3: yeah, he had the, the four cycle. strikeout game uh, that. Yeah, first he had one a golden sombrero so on
1: Tuesday night, and then he, he goes for in cycle.
3: four at bats and hits for the cycle.
1: Yeah, very impressive so, outing for him, and good uh, turnaround. Yeah, you know, I think the the team as a whole has played a lot better this year, and. Uh, Rutchman, I think, has brought a little bit of juice to the team, or at least he's helped the pitching a lot. I think when he pitches, like, the well, team, he's, more in he the, catches.
2: he's more in the DH role, I feel like. I've seen him. Like, he was yeah, in he's a done DH both. the other night.
1: But it's not due to his defense, it's more so due to that injury that he had. But yeah, I think there's some excitement around this team, and uh, that continues to grow.
2: Speaking of excitement, last night, the Avalanche got an exciting 3 to 2 victory in a comeback win over the Lightning. Uh, they were down one nothing after the first period. A Lightning scored one in the uh, t- second to make it 2 nothing, and then they scored three one in the second, one in the third, and one in overtime. They'll take that 3-2, 3-1 lead back to Colorado for a potential Stanley Cup clinching game tomorrow night, 8 p.m. ABC. Colorado is favored in that the early line there from Caesars Sportsbook. Uh, but could see a uh, Stanley Cup come out tomorrow night. I think we do. I do as well. I said last night I predicted, or yesterday on the show, I did predict that the Avalanche would win and then that they would win in five. So my prediction's still there uh, for the Avalanche to win.
1: When you think about what would be worse, would you rather get hit by lightning or being an avalanche?
2: (laughs) As a non-hockey fan, that's what Nick thinks about. I think the avalanche might be slightly worse. You could probably survive. Buried in
3: snow, struck by lightning. I mean, you
1: could survive both, but I don't know.
2: I do. Some One of my friends, uh, they nearly got struck by lightning when they were a kid walking home from school, and now they're terrified of thunderstorms. Uh, but That's sad. If, you get, yeah, that is if sad. you get stuck in an avalanche, I feel like you're most likely to die. Yeah. Potentially.
1: If, if you're buried underneath all this stuff.
2: Yeah. Snow. I don't know if you actually get shocked what happens. That didn't happen to them, but obviously it could happen. It's but, like... It kind of just depends on. It just depends on what happens, how hard you get shocked. (laughs) All right, well that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll be back tomorrow, twelve oh eight. Little League All Star Area Tournament starts tomorrow. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer. Saying so long. We'll talk to Colin in here in a long time. He's on vacation.